So we are Haggy Lane. Uh, I am Dracoline, and uh, the podcast is Brutally Delicious. Where are you guys located? Uh, we're in London, Ontario, Canada. Oh, okay. My partner's up in uh, from Toronto as well. I, he could make nice. it this morning, or he might get in later. I'm not sure, but he's up in Toronto as well. Ah, nice. Yeah, they're about, uh, I want to say about an hour, 45 minutes from us. Oh, okay. A um, little bit north, north, uh, east. So. Gotcha. So we can uh, jump right in and talk about, and so I'm going to say Hagee Lane. Is that right? Haggy Lane. Haggy yes. Lane. Okay, perfect. I just want to make sure I got the pronunciation right. Um, for those not familiar with Haggy Lane, can you give us the two-sentence elevator pitch? Sure. Uh, we're uh, industrial new metal, um, gothic, uh, paranormal. <laughs> uh, we like uh, uh, dark, mysterious uh, material, and we try to write that way. Um, but we also have uh, lots of influences, classic rock type influences too as well and and classic metal too as well so uh yeah that's more or less it okay so i've been when i was doing my research for the for the interview here you guys have been around since 97 is that correct well i have been working solo since 97 uh had uh we launched uh in about 2006 and i had band members with me there we were starting to play out live but uh then i had a uh, i had already had a daughter and then another one came along <laughs> and it just completely railroaded me i just didn't i still was working obviously right. because of paying the bills and uh whatnot and uh uh having a family was kind of more or less uh I, that was my focus at that sure, time priority, so right i kind of put it on hold for a little bit and uh waited till my girls got older and and now they're uh 18 16 self-sufficient got boyfriends part-time jobs and i don't get to uh they live with their mom um and come to our house on the weekends um but uh now they've got boyfriends and part-time jobs so i'm lucky to see them very often right I talk to him pretty much every day, but but then you were able to dust off the gear and start playing again. Yeah, exactly. So I started, uh, you know, getting up to speed with things probably about 2018, um, uh, maybe a little 2019, and then um, um, started writing. And I'd been stockpiling anyway whenever I had a moment to sit right. down with things and uh had to do some uh uh brushing up on uh technology uh daws and vsts and things like that so uh now i just more or less i record at home and then i seek out a studio uh where i send stems and and tracks and then they work with them too as well but for the most part i'm getting to the point now where i'm pretty much producing the whole thing oh, nice. um mac mixing and mastering too as well so oh, doing the whole thing the whole thing yeah uh and it's cost effective um, oh yeah so you know, paying paying a studio to do stuff, you're you you're cutting into all your personal money. So I just decided that I needed to um, uh, 
uh, scale back on that stuff. And now that I've got the, the equipment and the knowledge base, I'm going at it. Nice. So Amber Red Mother Earth came out what about a month ago now, I guess we're looking at about about a month. Yeah. What has the, been the uh, response to it so far? Ah, pretty good. Uh, lots of stuff on YouTube. Um, it's over the five minute thing. So I haven't really promoted it on Spotify right. or any of the other um, uh, media outlets. Uh, I've been focusing on trying to get the YouTube uh, hours up and getting the um, uh, channel monetized. Yeah. Uh, then I can, you know, really start to work um, right now as it stands we're we're not far off. Uh, for monetization um so hopefully over the next little while we'll get our followers up to as well and really start hacking away at things so if you're watching or listening to this go ahead over to haggy lane and smash the subscribe button like and share please (laughs) (laughs) that's the name of the game now it's a lot different than when you first started right it's all other nonsense now instead of you have to wear so many hats yeah yeah 100 percent um and it's time consuming uh i have my sister uh join in uh with the project too as well um and she goes by crone and uh so she's doing some vocals and uh keyboards too as well uh really good lyrical writer unbelievable and uh then i help her of course with some of the melodies and and right. uh, choruses and stuff but uh uh the one song we are working on a new one and i'm hoping it's out next month maybe may um <clears throat> and uh it's her singing it and uh it's something that she wrote all by herself nice. uh vo- vocally and lyrically and i just put the music to it and then wrote uh backing vocals to it too as well and uh i'm i'm very excited about the song it's going to be a good song but uh takes time so are you guys both uh paranormal I don't oh know, yeah freaks yes but we freaks, love it but you know what i mean yeah, 100%. It's ironic because my sister lives right beside a graveyard. <laughs> oh, nice. So, so she draws inspiration right next door. Right. So I, uh, I'm i a YouTube fanatic, period. So I love watching just YouTube. And uh, uh, I love, uh, you know, paranormal. I, I, I gravitate and watch some of the paranormal shows out there. And, and uh, I like, as long as they're authentic, that's what really gets me interested in it right. uh, um travel channel has you know a bunch of paranormal shows on and uh some of them are kind of corny cheesy and uh you can kind of tell that they're fudging things a bit but right um some of them are legit and when they get a, uh, there's one that i i can't recall the name of the show um uh it's got a woman in it that does uh psychic stuff and a retired cop Mm -hmm. so he goes out by himself and explores all the uh stuff behind the uh the place that they're they're uh uh uh, um, investigating and then she does her own thing and then they meet up and sit down with the people that are uh, talking about it it's really cool i love that one and i also like paranormal tv um i think it's called uh paranormal tv series or something Mm -hmm. like that those guys are pretty cool too do you have any uh aside from youtube and tv do you have any personal experiences in like are you doing the ghost hunting and doing that sort of thing 
Uh, well, I've always been interested in it. Um, I believe that people that write and and play music um, have the ability to challenge whether they want to channel i should say uh have the ability to channel and if they want to uh brush up on excuse me those kinds of things then they can uh you know experience some of those right so um i uh learned a whole bunch of things back in like i want to say like early 90s 95 somewhere around there on spirituality and 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 learning to listen and be in tune with the spirit world and it helps with my writing too as well in the music field too as well so uh you come across some pretty interesting souls and you know just you learn how to recognize the signs that there are spirit around you mm-hmm. um and uh once you understand the principles and that stuff it's pretty pretty freaking interesting so you know like i I do 100% believe that they're, they're, they're always around. Yeah. Right. So I'll be honest. I have, I don't have a thought on it either way. I don't know enough about right. it, but I do work. I used to work a job not far from here and I worked um, like evening shifts. So we'd get out around midnight or so. Yes. And I live in Richmond, Virginia, which is very historical for, you know, Confederate stuff. And everybody yeah. says that stuff is around. And for a couple of weeks straight, ghost hunters was out there like i'd leave work and they'd be out there with all their stuff and all that and a couple times i got out and kind of was just hanging around and i didn't see anything but i could see where the attraction would be for sure yeah um i uh used to live in harrisburg pennsylvania okay so that's uh, right, right thing, around right? that area yeah that's near gettysburg and, right right exactly i've been to gettysburg i think three times and uh the most interesting thing that I thought about it was um, if you go on a, a ghost tour with them, it's so cool. And and they'll tell you, <clears throat> take a snapshot, like a camera shot of this place and you will see stuff. So it was one place that with the naked eye, you could see that it was totally developed. It was like a two-story building. And then there was an addition at some point put onto the building. Well, if, and I had like one of those, you know, Kmart type uh, fo- um, uh, cameras that mm-hmm. are, you know, disposable at that time. Um, that was like 20 years ago when I lived right. down there. So anyway, <clears throat> I took a shot of this building and when I had them developed, everything developed, but the addition Really? It was so weird. And there was wow. just different things. And we walked over these sewers and you could hear like moaning going really? on. It wasn't like super loud or anything. Right. You had to really be quiet and listen, but it was there. So there definitely goes out in Gettysburg. That's great. I mean, I've heard that. And like I said, I don't I don't have an opinion either way because I've right. never experienced anything. I've done some ghost walks in, you know, Savannah, Georgia, wherever, but I've never experienced anything. But I don't rule it out. I don't I don't have right. any idea. Yeah, you have to be kind of uh uh taught what to look for too and right. and what to listen for. And then when you get into the understanding that part of things, then you will definitely have experiences all right so one more on this and we'll get back to haggy lane but sure are you, are you the guy with the meters uh we 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 don't do any of that stuff no 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 equipment or anything but you can hear it i don't yeah. need technology i can hear it full-blown um i wonder if there's a certain people are predisposed to that 
It's probable. <laughs> I've always been a little weird when it came to that stuff. <laughs> I, I wasn't. That, that wasn't my uh, my point. Yeah, I wasn't. No, no, you, uh, no. It's all good. Abnormal. Like, no, I'm like, no, I didn't. And and it's all good. Like I say, uh, you know, I've uh, had uh, sensitivities since I was pretty much really little, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, just felt comfortable <laughs> talking with ghosts, but. Um, even since I was like three, four years old, it was really strange. Wow. But so as you get older, then you learn more and more about the stuff. And right. If you're you interested. sort of refine it. Right. No, right. that makes sense. So uh, are you planning on taking Haggy Lane out on the road at all? Or is it too early to tell? It's we are for sure. Um, it's a matter of time uh, right now with the logistics of everything. Like we were actually invited to a tour this summer and uh we we backed out of it and the reason why was because uh it's not that i'm it, this is no pity party or any of that monkey business but uh my wife is a uh, uh was in remission from hodgkins oh, wow. um and uh so anyways we got some kind of negative lab results back last week so right. we're hoping that it's not what we think but we don't know so i do right. not want to commit thank you uh we don't want to commit to i don't want to commit to being out on the road until we have a better idea life first for sure right and then we got the politics of course pandemic and covid so if we're gonna play we're gonna do some stuff locally like my city's about five hundred thousand. right and a good music scene right london ontario's got a great scene uh we got toronto we got montreal we got hamilton you know we'll we'll work our channels up here um but i prefer to gravitate towards the american audience Mm -hmm. uh we're already received really well down south especially on the west coast and uh i network with a band called stitched up heart um definitely heard the name yeah they're pretty well known and um uh you know they have uh lots of people that they network with and and uh you know it's just Paths crossing, uh, butcher babies. Yeah, uh, they've done stuff with and and different bands like that. So like we're all kind of you know bouncing off each other. Uh, have another track that's going to come out probably I'd say the fall that I'm working on, and uh, stitched up parts guitarist is uh, tracking on it. Oh, nice. Uh, so I you know I I'm working with some well-knowns and uh you know with richard and uh annabelle um being ex-members of cradle phil yeah i've had uh, annabelle on the show a bunch of times in different variations she's so She's great yes uh ironically she teaches my daughters she was in devilement right uh yes she's in veil now right Um, yeah we've had her on with both uh both projects right yes so uh anyway um uh she's teaching um my sister vocal lessons and my two daughters so it was kind of cool and uh then we were able to get rich in on a guest appearance for uh a session and right. uh to, to do the guitar for amber red and ironically amber red was wrote back in like 2002 um and i kept it on ice because it just every time i went to uh progress it i progress it track wise but then it would just something would happen fall apart 
and leave it, you know, and I had to shelf it for a bit and then come back to it and it kept happening. But finally, this time we were able to push it through and uh, I love the track. It's got more of an alternative metal, um, classic rock maybe feel, Mm -hmm. but um, compared to some of my other stuff, which is uh, more um, uh, industrial and keyboard oriented, but um, I just, I wanted to get it out it's a very uh close to home heartfelt song and uh so we chose to release that one and uh on friday march 17th we released another one that's more up our alley which is really uh you know a really heavy metal grinding metal not like Mm -hmm. um grindcore or anything but like kind of like a straight up the gut hit in the face kind of uh 80s metal almost in a sense but with the industrial packaging behind it too gotcha. and uh so it's uh and that one was wrote way back too, back in like two, uh 2005 and i let that sit for a while and nurture and kind of like aging cheese you know <laughs> right so uh but the one that we're hoping to get out with um uh in the next couple months is uh was just wrote so it's pretty fresh songs. Nice. So in a perfect world, um, I could see this being super thematic on stage, right? I mean, imagine if the funds were there. Are you are you thinking that eventually? Is that like the goal to make this a, a multimedia sort of experience? Yes, 100%. Um, we don't want to, uh, like, I mean, the whole... The whole point of it, I'm not a fantastic uh, um, guitarist or any of that monkey business. Like I play multiple instruments and I've never been really good at playing one specific instrument. Mm -hmm. Uh, Strength wise, I would say vocally is probably my strongest suit, uh, but I can play drums, guitar, pretty much anything I get my hands on. Um, So, but with a simplicity and i don't believe in writing complex because i think you lose people when that happens yes uh i that's just my personal feeling uh i mean you've got your diehard guitar shredders out there that just gravitate towards really cool bands like uh lorna shore or you know um a little less uh maybe a slipknot or lamb of god but that's never really been my focus. Now, back in the early, late 90s, I played in a couple very heavy hardcore bands mm-hmm. uh, that were grindcore. Um, but when I went by myself and started to do my own thing, then that's when everything kind of took a different shift. And right. I was like focused on writing simple, being simple, but making the music count and hit in a artistic way but yes 100 theatrical want to make it work on all levels also on those same levels if you thought of it or if you haven't then i get a percentage of whatever you, you end up selling but i could <laughs> i could see this being uh soundtrack kind of stuff for movies or yes. games or something maybe even games Yes, we've reached out to a couple um, uh, licensing companies. Oh, so my percentage is out then. You already, <laughs> you already came up with that. Yeah, we'll have to contract that into the thing. <laughs> but yeah, we've we've uh, started that process too, as well as start getting it on TV and movie stuff. Yeah, because when I was listening to it, that was you know it's got that sort of element to it that I could see it being 
you know, yeah. in those sort of genres or in those sort of mediums, not genres, but there's a song, especially that I feel very sensitive about that would work so well with say a horror paranormal type audience. Right. That's what um, I was thinking for sure. And um, the song is called Alia. And uh, they, unfortunately, because of its graphic content in the video section of YouTube, um, you can watch it, but you have to understand that it's got themes of, I'm not going to say the word um, um, harm, and uh, we'll just leave it there. Mm -hmm. But because of that, if you are, um, uh, if you've got an account and you're of age, you can watch the video and uh, it doesn't get me anywhere or do anything for me but like it's such a good video i don't want to take it down and it is fantastic the lady that did it for us just blew it out of the water the song is good it talks about harm and which i mean obviously i'm like absolutely like oh man we gotta help people you know mental health is really because we talk about that a lot on the show i agree yes and uh so like you know i even attached at the very end of the video all the um hotlines that pertain to that stuff and uh because i'm concerned and i'm worried about people like i I especially in the last few years Oh yeah. The pandemic really popped that one up and uh, it's so sad because um, you know, like our world has just turned into such a um, confusing place to live anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, like we got to do more to help and nurture people. Um, and, but it and, seems to me, and I don't want to get political or anything else, but it seems yep. to me, everybody is more self-centered and, worried about themselves than ever 100 percent. it's like almost like um you got to wonder you know what are the programs on tv is that affecting people in that uh psychological um framework um you know like i i think the the whole cell phone and and being able to watch media i think social bedroom. media has a ton to do with it right it's yeah. all these look at me tiktoks or whatever yeah yeah. I can't yeah. think of what the other one's called Snapchat or all that other yes. BS. Yeah, I know. And, you know, my daughters, uh, they've struggled with their own vices as well, especially with those social media accounts and how destructive they can be. And, you know, when I were younger, I would try to limit them as much as I could, but right. it's so hard to track them anymore, too. And um, so anyway, that's just, yeah, that's that. So we're running up against time, but if fans want to find uh, Haggy Lane, how do they uh, get in contact with you or find you online or the the best way right now? um, We've got a website up haggylane.com. Go there, all our links, all our social media, all our uh, music media, everything is there. Um, You can Google us and you will see all of the links come up there too as well and a little bit of descriptive stuff as well um in things uh we haven't got the wikipedia thing going yet but that's probably there's always something right yes yeah it's (laughs) a growth process yes and my wife works full-time so um we uh uh she she's my quarterback um really when it comes to that because if if i didn't have her involved then 
then uh, I'd get lost in this stuff. I Because, right. you know, everybody knows if you're writing music, how much energy and time it takes of your day. Oh, yeah. And uh, so we get caught up in that. And we appreciate everything that you do for us on a social level. Thank you, my friend. Good luck to your wife. Definitely you. uh, sending yes. positive vibes out. Thank you, brother. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for taking the time. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Be well, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bowie, Dylan, Marley, you've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs, but what about the stories behind the records that made titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.